Really? We're the Badgers. <laughs> <laughs> we put the bad in Badgers. That, you know what? That finally makes sense to me. Yes. We're Badgers. Yes. Mm-hmm. I give Hessian an inspiration die, D8. Thank you, sir. Okay. You're awesome. Yes, I am. Go Badgers. Yeah. And the second one is a nat 20. Okay. So that's definitely going to You know hit. how I said I take less damage? I forgot to turn that on. So, uh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. My entire character is a dump stat, except for charisma. Would you rather fight one pig sized duck or six duck sized pigs? Chapter 270, The Boys Night Out. Okay. So we've been having some fun with our fifth year anniversary doing interviews with the cast, but it's time to return to the action here. And um, I know that the, the main group is still on the cliffhanger of what happened to them in the top of the ziggurat. But for just a minute, we're going to go and we are going to bop back to Portum Magnum. And we are going to join up with the Dragonborn once again. So um, as we oftentimes do, uh, we're going to go around and introduce to everybody. And you got some magic items from the spoils of the Giants adventure that the main party went on. So Drew, why don't you start us out? Tell us who you are and uh, describe that character and what happened to you. So I play Heskin, uh, a slight break from the mighty Craval. Heskin is still a Dragonborn, but he is blue. And he is a Battlemaster fighter. Uh, after the giant adventure with the main party, Heskin inherited or was gifted for at least temporary usage that I'm aware of uh, a set of Admintite plate armor. Uh, what this does is makes him immune to critical attacks or critical attack effects should a critical hit land. Uh, it bumps my armor class up by two. So my armor class, along with my fighting feet, allows me to have an armor class of 19 now. Um, he is the, when you, if you were to look upon him, he's a lot shorter than most dragonborn. He's literally probably only slightly taller than he is wide because he's just an all around little barrel of a dragonborn. And he has a very laid back attitude. He, uh, until most recently when he realized how serious life has really gotten around him. So he's found a, uh, find a kind of found a calling as becoming, uh, Sora's eventual hopeful second in command, but he has no real urge to be the primary leader. Very good. And then, Matt, why don't you tell us about your uh, character in this upgrade? So, I'm Kravash, a very emeraldy color green dragonborn, and I have an impeccable charisma. Um, people are drawn to my personality, um, which well, is a good thing so because lovable. so once I have them near me and I'm ready to pontificate, they soon realize I really have nothing meaningful to say. But somehow they become convinced that what I say is is just really, really good. So you're a politician then? <laughs> well, if I were clever enough, perhaps. But I've recently... So you're a politician then? Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I could. Um, everyone has agreed that we are the Badgers because they failed their persuasion checks against me. Boo-hoo. Um, so, uh, yeah, and I, I've uh, acquired the... And Struth Harp, which gives me all sorts of fun abilities that I think a non-too-wise, non-too-intelligent uh, Bardic Dragonborn might have some fun with. Nothing bad could possibly happen from this. Only learning experiences. Yes. Very good. And then, Bryce, why don't you tell us about your Dragonborn? I'm playing Rogar, a Dragonborn Barbarian, who is a color... Ah, a brass dragonborn. There it is. Haha. I believe is that the Wyvern clan. Does someone know know their dragonborn clans better than I do? I'm the Raven clan. I am Elk. Yeah, let's go with Wyvern for now. Why? Why not? Vern. Yeah. He hits things hard. Sometimes. Takes hits. Doesn't take as much damage, which is the main difference between him and uh, Cotter, I guess. They both do lots of damage, but. Rogar 
takes hits but less damage, and Cotter takes less fewer hits but more damage. Uh, Rogar's magical abilities he gained is having uh, new friends or having the same friends with new magical abilities. Very good. And, and let's face it, friendship is the uh, is magic. And then Owen. I play Nadar. He is a blue dragon born of the Raven clan. He is a druid, which means he respects the balance of nature, but isn't trying so hard that he ends up murdering everyone instead. Um, he tries to have his way, but everyone else seems to talk over him all the time. So just like in real life then. We're not going there. <laughs> okay, real good. And you will notice, uh, fair readers, that um, none of the female Dragonborn are here. Uh, that's because the boys earned a night out. Well, it's sort of in a backwards way. Uh, Cynia uh, is off to a ladies' affair, and so only brought the two female Dragonborn with for this particular one. So the four of you found yourselves with a night off for a change and uh, decided to uh, go. And, and actually, what would the Dragonborn do with a night off? They, they're becoming familiar with Porta Magnum. Um, and so, I mean, it's, I don't know if they would carouse in the bars or something like that, but they, uh, they definitely, uh, you know, would want a change of scenery. What would, what would they go do? Well, I don't know. This night, is it Sir John of Doe? I mean... Who's this knight that we're going off with? Um, actually, it's Sir Loin of Salisbury. Mm. Well, then we'd probably go to a steakhouse. Okay, there we go. That makes sense. I don't have enough rest for this. <laughs> uh, you know, honestly, thinking about it, I think we would probably make our way down to the seedier areas and to where we probably feel a little bit more comfortable with the more salt of the earth people, as no, it were. But that's definitely true. You know, you guys could go in circumference, but now we're getting a circular argument. You're such a square. <laughs> As long as we don't go to the government buildings, and then we'll talk to certification. Save me, Owen. Save me. I wish to leave this call right <laughs> You know, I think it would be nice to go to the parts of town that perhaps aren't uh, well-equipped with entertainment, and I, and I can spin a, a wild tale for them. Yeah, I like to just find some little raucous place and join in the festivities. I've got a new harp. I wonder what I could do with that downtown. Ah, very good. There we go. And actually, probably this is what would have happened is is um, you would have gone down, like you said, to more of the salt of the earth place, probably down into the the mid-levels of the, uh, of the uh, city. And undoubtedly, the minute you walked in there, um, the crevasse, your... Uh, services would be requested i mean the, the whole lot of you is is you know borderline famous in town because of course you know the only dragonborn there and um then yeah the, you would you would have uh, definitely earned some notoriety there and, and certainly they would have uh, asked you to uh, to entertain for at least one set while you were there i will sing them the song called the golden badgers hmm Badgers, badgers, the golden badgers. Performance check, please, please, please. Yes, actually, let's see a performance bong, check. Let's bong, see how bong, this goes. Bong, bong. No, he's got. He's strumming a harp. He's not bombing. Twenty-five. Okay. Take into that harp like a champ. Yes. Brings the house down, figuratively, not literally. Well, oh wait. Uh oh. Oh. Uh oh. I think it'd be great fun to randomly lavitate one audience member, and I do. Wow. I just let them float in the air as I sing the song. Mm -hmm. So that sounds fun. But after it, it, it will, if you do this, I'm going to insist to the DM that the person you choose is the one person in the bar that you're not ever, ever supposed to mess with. Oh, that's okay. But anyways, so um, let's look at Levitate. Let's, or I, mean, I really person's don't. girlfriend. <laughs> I'm sure I'm not going to remember how long this takes because I've never done it. Let's see how long they're going to float before they just fall. In the back of my head, I hear Jesse's voice as Sora saying, I'm never letting you guys out of my sight ever again. <laughs> Actually, after this, that might be the case. Yes. I mean, of course I'm going to have some fun with it. Of course. Oh, I'll concentrate it. So for 10 minutes, I do this. This guy's probably, what, like eight feet in the air. And then I'm done with the song and I drop him. Just drop him. Hopefully, I mean, I don't mean to. I just kind of forget that I'm levitating him. Very good. So you probably pick like the drunkest person in the bar and... Uh, He's just kind of amazed, and and uh, and then the, the people are still, you know, not into their drinks, 
um, you know, are in on the joke almost immediately and, and are, you know, quietly tittering behind their hands as the guy's like, whoa, whoa, what am I doing? What's happening here? And uh, then after a while, he kind of gets into it and he's like, yeah, crowd surfing, man. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, wham, trust fall. And uh, yeah, probably, uh, probably actually roll for me a D6. Six. Okay. Yeah. So he lands right on a table and, and it just kind of, you know, does the, the table break and, you know, pieces of table fly everywhere. Um, but, you know, you, you're so much fun that no one, no one really cares. So very good. So what, what else happens to the group while you are out enjoying an, an evening with the salt of the earth folks? Um, so actually, why don't we just go around the table and everybody list one thing that happens to your character while you're in the bar? It could be good, bad, or just uh, curious. So Drew, you get your mouth open. So why don't you, why don't you start us off? Uh, Heskin tries to convince Nadar with all his power to summon a very fat-looking pig so we can roast it on that wide open fireplace against the wall. Ah, and what happens there? I believe that just a little bit, only between Dragonborns, because Dragonborns can tell that Nadar starts to cry at the thought of summoning a pig for him to slaughter in front of him and put on said fire pit. This is this is accurate. <laughs> and I, I'm just sit there with a, you're my cousin. You can't even do this for me. I don't even rank a pig. <laughs> but perhaps. An but email. to everybody else, all they see is two Dragonborns snapping and hissing and growling at one another because it's spoken all intraconic. But it's like, er, er, wink, wink, wink. Yeah, exactly. Er, er, er. Squeal, squeal. Sweet, sweet. Okay, and so um, then, Matt, what happens What happens with Kravash uh, uh, side of the obvious uh, stage shenanigans that go on? What's one thing that happens with you while, while you're there in the, in the bar? Well, interestingly enough, one of the serving folk has their child there because there's no well, child probably, care that probably, night. They probably work there. Yeah. So, so is, the child the has crafted me a, a little... Um, crown of flowers and place it upon my head oh how sweet what and what do you do in return for this adorable child being adorable i sing a song ah is it about a unicorn it is about a unicorn cool. it is about a unicorn and actually roll performance again with advantage because it's about a unicorn uh, 24. So that child is immensely pleased. It but, spends pretty much the rest of the evening just at your feet. But, you know, looking at you with the big puss and boots eyes. That's not all, because as I tell the tale of the unicorn that lost its family and, and, and I'm just emoting tears, somehow the very heavens themselves begin to weep oh. as I strum a particular tune on the thing. And, and after an hour, the heavens are weeping quite heavily. So just it, over the one building. Yes. <laughs> yes. So, so there's a pretty good rainstorm just over the building you're in. Mm -hmm. Very apropos. Are you sure you're not going to tell the wonderful story of the unicorn in the Fraser household? That he uh, wasn't there for that. He wouldn't know. He wouldn't know that one. I'm sure Caval told him all about it. Oh no, he did not. I'm sure Caval <laughs> told him about it. He did not. So as I'm doing this and I'm ensuring the very heavens weep for the fate of this unicorn. Uh, you're right, Drew. Uh, it would not have been Kraval. It would have been Sorzak, the storyteller, who told everyone. Uh, Probably, yeah. That's that's more fair. That is more fair. Did you hear the time that a unicorn sat upon your war leader and touched him with his horn? Quite aggressively. That's a way cooler way of putting it than what I remember happening. But uh, that works, yeah. I'm, I'm sure not, Sorzak was the storyteller. Yeah, he would have, but I'd be like, a turtle would have been cooler. You know, would have been really cool. An ice turtle. A badger. Badger would have been even more cool. I couldn't, Ooh, I couldn't unmute in time. A turtle badger. A birdle. Yes. I must make one. And well, and of course, you know, if it had been a honey That's badger, nothing would have happened because a honey badger don't care. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. They, they, but you'd think they'd be sweet. Yeah. Okay, so that's what happened with Kravash. Now, um, Rogar, what what happened to your barbarian self while you were at the bar listening to the bard playing, enjoying maybe some uh meat and beverages and, and uh, so forth, meeting the locals. So uh, before he left, Rogar uh, took a pouch of coins from the Fraser household. And whenever any one of the rest of the party does something that results in property damage or like minor injury, he'll be, he'll go figure out who owns it, pay for whatever they destroyed, 
Technically, the fallen drunkard you, broke are, the table. Not, not to be a jerk, but are you that smart to think that yes. way? Okay. No, I might make a character because I don't <laughs> yeah. I don't see a lot of dragon boards going, oh, no, yeah, what, what broke is, something. What is your int? And what's your whiz? Uh, 10 and 14. Okay, well, actually, probably probably the pumped-up wisdom, probably yeah. he, he would be smart enough okay. to... I take back my previous yeah. He's comment. learned that this ownership thing happens in these towns. Yeah. That is fair. He has been paying attention. Yes. It's always the quiet ones that surprise you. Mm-hmm. But for the record, it was the drunk guy that broke the table, not me. Correct. This is why Rogar is the one paying. Yeah. He's not smart enough to think these, th- these sorts of things up, so he just pays for it. Well, he also knows that it's a good way to smoothing things over. Real good. And then um, Nadar, what what happened to your druidic self while while you were in the bar enjoying uh, the uh, show and, and the food and the drink? Um, well, inside of the bar, he starts chatting with some locals who um, talking about lowlander um, herbs and different things that they used for their tinctures and things like that. And then he uh, gets a little bit bored and decides to exit the bar and go to and try and find them himself. Do, do you still have the pug? Yes, he does. And certainly Pugsley would have gone with you. Yep. And also I wanted to bring my dog for a walk. Does the dog look particularly tasty? Because you wouldn't give me a Actually, pig? It really doesn't. <laughs> no, but it does. It he Because... Uh, um, he gets pig. he gets winded very easily. Pig, so uh, just they're really close. <laughs> he gets winded very easily, so he sounds like a pig after uh, a quick John. Yeah, yeah. And by the way, Pugsley drives a lot of you up the wall because he's always snuffling and snurfing, and his eyes are running. And you can't imagine why Nidar even thought this was an adorable thing to begin with. But the two of them seem to be boon companions, so you haven't been like willing to split them up. So therefore, I cannot say with any honesty that the idea of kicking a small dog into big fires like ever crossed his mind. Oh, I'm quite sure it, it crossed your mind many times. Yes. Oh, okay. It yeah. would make me feel very sad. Yes. You wouldn't why... summon me a pig. I don't want to hear it. And and, and, and you wouldn't do it because that reason. But yeah, you yeah. all of you have thought about that, especially like when you're Pugs... lucky we're clanmates. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, Pug, Pugsley's making strange smells in the middle of the night or something. You know? Oh. Okay, however, Nadar's argument for why he won't summon a pig for you is because when he does summon a pig, if you killed it, then it would just disappear and not be roastable. This is like a consistent dragonborn issue, like figuring that out that we've had this argument before. It's not going to help. Yep. That's beside the point. Rugar will agree that you should summon a pig, though. Just to have a pig? Briefly. I mean, that would be nice, too, I guess. I could make a really big pig. and then Or could be, I could then, make then, six to eight really small pigs. Well, you should make a big pig, and then they can be a big pig, too. Oi. Would I you, can summon uh, a unicorn. Would you rather fight one pig-sized duck or six duck-sized pigs? Have okay, your choice. Anyways, I can do both. <laughs> mo- moving on. Please. Moving on. <laughs> We've gotten philosophical. Can we fight? Can can Nadar summon and then we fight a whole bunch of tiny pigs? Okay, uh, Bryce, I'm about to drop you from the call. <laughs> that would be boorish of you. Oh. I'll, I'll give you that one. Yeah. Well, then you would be bored. Yes. Okay. Anyway, so um, this was actually kind of the wonderful panacea for the all the stresses you guys have had lately because you know you, you've had these undead attacks and then i mean, almost died you almost died um and the worst part was after you almost died the undead attacks went away and it's almost been worse in its own way because you've been waiting for the other shoe to drop ever since and uh, you know, it just seems like you know sooner or later the undead are going to lay siege to the city you can't imagine especially losing to a wall the way you did that that was going to convince him to leave the city. So it's been, uh, it's I'd been l- tense to say the least. I know I'll talk with Rogar because I would really like another shot at that armored guy. I, I'm just thinking Dragonborn don't wear shoes. So another shoe can't drop. Okay. 
but we're surrounded by lowlanders. They're all wearing shoes. That's yes. a whole lot of shoes that can drop. So they're agreed. Go Badgers. Anyway, so um, anyways, you've had a, a wonderful night out, and now it's time to head back. Um, and, and at at some point uh, there, um, Kravash, uh, the owner of the uh, establishment that you all frequented there, uh, basically kind of comes up and whispers quietly to you. It's like, oh, it's closing time. You know, tell them they don't have to go home, but they can't stay here. And yeah. and, and ask you to, to make that announcement at the end of your, your current song. So I play the song of leaving. Get out, get out, or we'll throw you out. <laughs> Nothing like being direct, huh? So. Shut up it's your a- patrons, quiet your mouths. Or the atmosphere will go severely south. It's a very Dragon Ball song. No more zombies. We have no more ghouls. We'll just have to tear up you bunch of fools. Okay, let's go. And amazingly, the place (laughs) empties out immediately. But yeah, and there was only only a a handful of people left at this late hour. And so uh, you find yourselves walking home. And uh, the weather has been rather chancy lately. And um, you're kind of actually happy to see that it's nice out. Um, it is obviously it just except raining? it is raining above the, the except the, it's the, raining above the uh, in that one spot above the 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 pub that you were in. And what was that there, Bryce? Oh, I, I was just pointing out the same thing. Yeah. Um, and uh, then, um, like I said, nice crisp autumn evening. Um, in this point in time, late evening, deep night. Actually, it's. It's probably past midnight at this point in time. Uh, the comet is glorious in the sky. I mean, it basically goes from one side of the sky to the other. And um, you are kind of going along there. And then all of a sudden, um, as you're actually doing kind of the home stretch in the first circle there, you notice the temperature drops precipitously. I mean, it, it goes from, um, you know, being somewhat cool and clammy as uh nights do in uh in the fall to all of a sudden it's just piercingly cold like the winter camp cold um something yeah something like that um although there's no breeze it's not like you know the winds of, of winter are howling it's just as if as you're walking forward the temperature just drops about 20 degrees and and you you do notice however there's no like effects going on like the plants on the borders you know of the uh of the walls and stuff like that aren't you know frosting and dying or some it, it, it's almost like it's just affecting the lot of you um so maybe a perception thing but um you notice that it's it's just gotten precipitously cold and then in front of you there were a couple of other people that were walking the other way and actually, everyone roll for me perception. I don't want to. They betray me all the time. Uh, 13. Five. Eight. Come on, Nadar. Ten. Really? We're the badgers. <laughs> <laughs> we put the bad in badgers. That, you know what? That finally makes sense to yes. me. We're badgers. Yes. Mm-hmm. You see how persuasion works? Sometimes it's subtle, but now you're badgers. Yes. And I, now we we're badgers. Your... Yes. Okay, so... Um, we put the gur in badgers. So was it Heskin that uh, realized? 13, uh, yeah. 13, yeah. So Heskin, you realize that the people coming towards you, they're still a good distance away, probably, probably along the lines of, you know, 100 feet or so. But you notice that the outline around the outside of them is shimmering with a light blue radiance. And um, as they continue to get closer, they're about 80 feet when you notice this, their eyes glow a evil deep red color. I'll uh, snap out a warning sound for our hunting party and draconics that I know. Is that like the velociraptor? Could be. Oh. Yeah, it could be. Yeah, why not? It's a yeah, quick the, bark. It's the Velociraptor. Yes. Huh? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. That, you know, that cuts through all the tomfoolery and makes them realize it's time to get serious. Yeah, and so you hear the warning bark from uh, from Heskin, everybody. And just about then, um, 
the uh, there's there's three of them, and the one in the middle who seems to be clad in uh, some fancy armor, just kind of pulls his uh, arm upright and points at the lot of you, and just you know without even facing the other two of them, just says, "Kill." What kind of armor is this guy wearing? He appears to be wearing a breastplate and carrying a shield. And it's interesting because the shield has a ghostly emblem of a bear on it. Hmm. Okay. And everyone, please roll for me initiative. Come on, dice. Oh, yeah. Hmm. The dice gods have turned their back on me yet again. 11. 11 for Heskin. 13. 13 for Kravash. 15 for Rogar. 15 for Rogar. We're just Come going on, up Owen. by two. Come on, Owen. I got face. 16. What is it? 16. Yes. Oh, hey. just only went by one. I have so. a dexterity bonus that rivals uh, Arlen's. I get minus one. <laughs> get I one. have a dex Not bonus dex? that rivals most adventurers. <laughs> My entire character is a dump stat, except for charisma. For some reason, I find that vastly pleasing. Yep. We're all badgers because of me. Okay, very good. And then, um, as the commander of the group, whatever, um, says, um, kill, and uh, the lot of them all just pull out longbows and start uh, knocking arrows. And first off, um, I don't know if we're close enough to put them on a board here probably are let's set up a board real quick would you like to use the tasty minis do we have a decent party composition at the moment yeah bard druid cl- uh b- barbarian and fighter that's yeah. not a bad combination really and they're what 80 feet apart 80 feet away mm-hmm. oh, that would make it like this yeah a bit we've got the tombstone going on We should have spurs just for this type of moment so we can walk and go ching, ching, ching. Sort of a uh, tombstone effect here. Yeah. <laughs> Get it? Because they're undead. You are welcome, folks. Okay. So you've got on um, down at the far side, the one in the middle. We'll just call that one knight because he's wearing armor and shield <laughs> and looks like a knight. A knight out. Yeah. And knight out on the town. Uh, and uh, uh. And then on the far side, we have shield. And on the near side, we have daggers. Okay, so daggers starts things off. And, excuse me, shield starts things off. Shield? Mm-hmm. And what is shield wearing? What are they wearing? They are just wearing what appears to be chain shirt and shield. Um, it's interesting, though. Um, actually, everybody roll for me history and see what you what this memory jogs in your mind. Well, they're going to be history. Three. Oh, I get minus two. Oh, 17. Yeah, yeah nothing. Uh, yeah, six. I'm sorry. Non-natural 20. Eight. Okay, so yeah, Nadar and um, Kravash, when the forces of Porta Magnum, uh, the armed forces, uh, were trooping back into the city after the Excolbarium War, um, you this kind of triggered a, a thing. The household guard of uh, a number of the houses. This was this was very reminiscent of that, where you know the the landed gentry was generally in in you know plate or breastplates or things like that, heavier armor. And but yeah, the the general foot soldiers in the uh, in the personal guard were wearing you know uh livery very similar to this and in in chain as well so this this you know seems like a wraith-like version of maybe a portum magnum lord and his retainers and that's what it really reminds you of Hmm. okay anyways so shield starts things off and is going to fire an arrow who's all the way on the very right side there matt so that would be our druid and then this is Right. Okay, so from right to left, it is. Oh, and what's your character's name again? 
Nadar. Okay. Nadar. I, I never remember these things. I've got an intelligence of five. And Kravash. Yeah, but what about your character? I know where you live. <laughs> I would hope so. Yeah, you're here. <laughs> and that's Hessen. Okay. And who's this? Rogar. Yeah. Okay. Rogan. Okay, good. Lots of hair. So, uh, Nadar, shield pulls out a bow and uh, sends an arrow in your direction. Um, no, thank you. I don't have anything to do about it, but no, thank you. Okay. Well, nothing, nothing to do about it equals a... Well, not too good. Um, that's a total of seven to hit, so... No, thank you. This wraith-like arrow goes flying right by you. Okay, and then next up is Nadar. You get to uh, reprise the attack now that that's happened to you. What are you going to do? I'm going to think about spells because I should have thought of that earlier. Are they within 60 feet of us? They're 80 feet from us right yeah. now. Currently 80 feet, yeah. Okay. Are they within five feet of each other? They are in, well, no, they're 10 feet. There's a five foot space in between each one, so they've they've ranged themselves out slightly that's unfortunate but this also kind of is consistent with the forming a skirmish line like the uh, port of magnum folks would do yeah so it's very reminiscent of the port of magnum tactics um hmm. uh, well i guess i can only do one thing i'm going to cast ice knife that means I need to make a right spell attack. Oh, I need to move forward 20 feet. Okay. So you sprint um, forward. I will return the favor to who tried to hit me, which was... Shield. Shield? Yep. Okay, so I'm going to try and attack shield. Does a 16 hit. It hits exactly. Yay. Let's go, Badgers. Let's go. Oh, I should polymorph one of us into a badger. <laughs> well, so he takes one point of piercing damage. Not impressive. Good um, lord. But. You violent druid, you. I know. It's a 1d10, and I got a 1. Um, but he now, the shard of ice explodes, and he needs to make a deck saving throw. Okay. Save versus snow cone. And that's a nine. Does that do it? He fails. Please take four cold damage. Impressive. It's a, it's a total of five. So let's you know we'll take what we can get. Unless they're resistant and they only take that. That would damage. almost kill a peasant. Okay. So uh yeah. Almost. So you you take you take some damage there. Uh it seems like a pretty significant amount of damage, but uh doesn't stagger him or anything. And anything else? Have you considered no. retreat? Um, yes, I'm going to move back 10 feet. Okay, so you move forward and then move back up half your distance you moved up. Okay, and then Rogar, you got to go. What are you going to do? I am going to advance into the teeth of the enemy. How far? Uh, you said we were 80 feet away, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Huh. How, how far do you want to advance? Oh, doesn't matter. Um, I want, I'm not a rogue, so I guess I'm going to dash 80 feet. And stand right in front of that dude and stare at his face. Interesting no, move. Okay, so you get up right in their face, right in front of daggers. And uh... actually, um, I, I was thinking of the king, but that works too. Okay, the I knight. do have something I can do. Wait, no, never mind. Do you want to be in front of the knight or do you want to be in front of daggers? Knight. Knight. Okay. Breath weapons a action. full action, right? Yep. Okay. Then yeah, I have nothing I can do. Okay. That should be anything. Anyways, Kravash, you're next up. Well, I see uh, I have a new harp. So the first thing I'm going to do is I go, ah, I shall inspire you, Rogar, and you get a D8 of Bardic Inspiration. Do tell. How do you do this? I go. What does that mean to me? That means you can add the D8 to an attack or save or ability any, check. Any D20 roll. Yes. You're a battle bard, though, right? Yes, so I have. damage as well. Sounds great. Yeah, okay. and cool. damage. So any, D any D20 test if you want to do the new D&D <laughs> stuff. So, so I basically just say, you're awesome. 
And then um, I take my harp. Thanks. And I play this melody. And swirling patterns appear in a 30-foot cube, unfortunately surrounding all of you. Nice rainbow, glimmering patterns that appear for a moment, then disappear, and you all have to save uh, or be hypnotized with my hypnotic pattern. Okay. So they must make a DC-15 wisdom saving throw or be charmed and incapacitated. They sit there in a stupor. Ring. That hit me, right? Yep. Yep. Sorry, man. Okay, you're in the well, way. Well, I got a three. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Use a different die. Oh, my gosh. So Shield did very poorly and got a two. Um, but um, the Knight got a 16. Just barely. And the... Um, the other swordsman daggers there got a 15. Just made it. Just made it. So, yeah. So, knight, knight is hypnotically uh, a pattern. Now, what, what does that mean again? So, those who save it are uh, charmed for a minute. It's concentration. Yeah. And while charmed, they are incapacitated. They just kind of stand there and drool. Okay. And do they get another save at any point? No. No. So, just out is on a timer for a minute. Yeah. Okay. So, Can 10 rounds. Can they be knocked out of this? Or is it like... No, you're, it you're, just happened. So the, 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 the pattern right. comes and goes. So what happens if somebody approaches it? No, it's gone. It, it, oh. You can't so enter it. Like, so it was like a flash. Yeah. Oh, okay. These patterns hypnotize you, then goes away. So it's not a permanent Okay, so yet. shield is out for one round, or for ten rounds. That's good to know. Okay, and then, interestingly, anything else there before we start going? And so is the barbarian. Yes. Well, you know, you got in the way, and I was already thinking about the spell, and... Oops. Mm -hmm. All right. So, yeah, that's about all I can do. I gave my inspiration to you, at least. Wouldn't do you any good because you rolled so low. Okay. Yeah, I rolled a one. So he's incapacitated? Yeah. No, does anything break it, like if they get attacked or anything? Yes, taking damage or um, uh, someone uh, spending uh, uh. an action to shake you. Okay, yeah. So if you're waking up or take damage, yeah. Okay, well, um, let's see if that happens because the knight is going to attack Rogar, um, and he. I thought the knight was incapacitated. No, no, just sorry, shield. shield was. I I realized ah, I okay. misspoke there. Yeah, shield was the one who. Uh, this is shield, correct? Mm -hmm. Yep. All right. The one one who are already gone. It's part of an organization, agents of shield. Yes. And he actually goes into a fury, Rogar, and oh. and uh, will make an extra attack. So he makes two attacks with his longsword, and then again um, with the uh, uh, third third attack with the longsword there. So, ooh, ooh, okay. Well, the good news is the extra attack didn't hit. Um, oh, wait, you're incapacitated, right? Yes, he is. Uh, that doesn't have anything about attack rolls. All it means is I can't take actions or reactions. So no, you he, get, he'd you... have to be paralyzed for that to be a crit. Uh, you might want to read on your notebook. I think you're both wrong. Actually, it says incapacitated. Just says a creature can't take actions or reactions. It doesn't say anything about bonus actions. Do doesn't say anything about um, about uh, granting advantage or anything. So. Oh. Yeah, I, I went and checked as soon as I got hit. Okay. That, that seems. So yeah. So this is straight up. So the first one is a twenty-one. Yeah. And the second one is a nat twenty. Okay. So that's definitely going to You know hit. how I said I take less damage? I forgot to turn that on. So, uh, oops. yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh huh. Um, and then luckily his bonus attack that he uh, went into Fury for did not land, which is good because that would have done extra damage. Okay. So the first attack does 11 points of damage as he slashes you. And the second, the nat 20, does um, 14 points of damage as he slashes you. Okay, uh, what was the first one? Um, the first one was um, 11 points of damage. Okay, so 25 total? Yep. Okay. All right, I'm at 38 hit points. I guess and the I am no longer should have raged. 
Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, well, your 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 thing is is uh, your charm is uh, broken. Anyways, Heskin, you get to go up next. Well, watching uh, Rogar just sit there and get smacked like a young draggling pup, um, Heskin will sort of widen his stance in a crescent move. Oh, and you realize you because of your fighter prowess that um, going into that fury caused him to uh, open himself up and you'll have advantage on your attacks. Yeah. So as I'm spreading my legs and or assume if I size up, move slide my feet in a crescent movement, my heels of my boots will lightly click together and I will activate my boots of speed, which will all it does is double my movement and I will move up 60 feet closer. Is that 60? Well, this was 80 feet. So if you went up 60, you're going to okay. be 20 I thought less than 80. was closer than that. And... That really doesn't do any bit of good, good there. But it does put me in line, and I will just release a bolt of lightning from my mouth and attempt to hit him with it. So that would be a, de- a dexterity saving, please. Okay, against which one? Um, knight? Trying to, yeah, I'm gonna, no, yeah, Knight, because I'm going to try and get okay. his attention away from Rogar. That's a nat 20, so I'm going to guess that saves. Yes, it does, because you're just awesome like that. Oh, yeah, give me another one. Huh? Four points of lightning. Okay. Nothing like rolling ones. Really makes you feel good about yourself. Doesn't doesn't seem to do a tremendous amount of yeah. uh, damage there. But uh, that's that's my turn. Okay. And then sword gets to go, and it's going to repeat what the knight did, but uh, less effectively. So it will make two attacks upon you there, Rogar, since you're the only okay. thing in the immediate area, and. Uh, Neither one, which is terribly effective, I don't think. We'll just see. Um, 14 to hit on the first one. Nope. And then five on the second one doesn't do anything. So apparently you woke up just in time to get out of the way of that. Okay. And then we go to the top of the round and shield is paralyzed or is charmed. So is out of it. And so Nadar, you get to lead off the top of the round. You sort of line them up. So Knight is directly in front of me. Okay. Uh... Sword is cool. directly on my left. Shield is still in his original position. Ah. First, I'm going to use my bonus action to call upon my totem. And I will summon a my hawk totem, my hawk spirit. Um, let's see. In In the same column that I'm in, uh, right uh right after the two boards meet that yes if you could please put like a d4 or something like that cool that's my hawk spirit it does nothing right now um except everyone except for our bard gets uh advantage on their perception checks but i don't think we need that yet um, i'm gonna move two steps forward in one step back? Nope. And then I'm going to use my action action to cast Call Lightning. Ooh. What are you going to call going, it? Um, Sparks. Like he's Barbara? Just gonna, he's just going to say, Lightning! Here, Lightning! Come on, come on, Lightning! Um, and I'm going to call it on a space the space wait which one is incapacitated that would be shield Shield. that's unfortunate that would be rogar and that would be knight and that would be his sword can you hold your action until after i go and then i can take less damage hopefully yes actually is it a weapon attack because i Uh, I take less damage from weapon attack no this is lightning it's It's a bolt it's a it's a bolt of lightning attack. Oh. Each creature. So, um, do you want to take 3d10 lightning damage? Not particularly. Okay. I'm going to hold my action until um, our barbarian uh, moves out of that space. Oh, okay. Well, that decides my next turn, I guess. Well, he can't do that without taking two opportunity attacks. So, well, or the disengage action. Yeah, that, that's possible too. Uh, now, what what is the, what is the range of effect on this one, Owen? 
you choose a point. Um, you can see under the cloud, which has well will spawn. Um, each creature within five feet of that point needs to make the deck save. So you could put it behind and in between shield and the knight and get the both of them. You're right, but then I would awake shield. True. No, shield's on the left. Shield's it's incapacitated. Sword, sword, shield is on the left. Sword and knight are not incapacitated. Daggers are knight. We let's go, let's call it sword. Everyone's calling it sword, so we'll just call it sword. Okay, sword. And oh, knight. was it not sword? No, shield, knight. Now this is sword. <laughs> yep. I'm glad okay. we sorted. Shield it out. is incapacitated. Yes. Yes. So if I hit him, then he'll wake up. But you might Would hit him really hard. Not, were they not talking about the other one? Like that not that square, but two squares to the right? Then I would hit one creature. You're looking okay, then two squares to the left then. I would only hit shield. That was two okay. Okay. The, the square hang, in hang between on, on. knight. Um, Drew, put put your put your uh pencil down between shield and knight, one one square behind him. So that's the first one we were talking about there, Bryce, where oh, it hits okay. shield and knight. Diagonals. Okay, never mind. Yeah. Yes, it doesn't hit. It doesn't only hit orthogonally. Um, would it? Should I just hit shield and um, knight? Why would you not? I'd rather. Why have, would you I'd rather have shield. that? Yeah, I'd rather have that third guy locked down for right now. Okay, cool. Um, actually, I can. I can do other cool stuff too. So I'm just gonna, uh, I'm not going to um, call the capitalize, lightning. huh? I'm not gonna be super efficient in my hitting people, but um, I'm just gonna call lightning on the space directly behind Knight. Okay. Um, so only he will get hit. Okay, what does he have to roll? Dexterity saving throw. And that is a five. And he has to take damage. 22 points of lightning damage. Ouch. Nice. Well, that was a good round, even if it was, yeah. Anything else? That is my turn. Okay, Rogar, you get to go finally. You've been unhypnotized. You're surrounded by bad guys. What do you do? So he didn't, just making sure you did not hold your action. No. Great, then I'm going to hit things. I'm going to uh, rage, and at the same time, I'm going to frenzy. Uh, he can hit extra. I can also hit extra. So I'm in my rage. I will attack knight, because mm -hmm. he hit me a bunch. And you'll get advantage on knight and on uh, sword. Okay. Um, 26 to hit. Yes. For 11 points of damage. Okay. Second attack. Is a 26 to hit. Yes. Is it also against knight? Yep. For eight points of damage. Okay. And as a bonus action, I will attack again. You can't. You braged. What? You can't. You oh, raged. you're right. Next turn, I will. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. And that's my turn. Okay. Very good. Um, well, that makes him angry. So there we go. Okay. Furious. I'm also angry. Yes. And Kravash. So you're saying this knight is wearing a breastplate, eh? Yes, it is. Well, I mean, it's a... Uh, is it, it a breastplate or does it look like a breastplate? It's an ethereal wraith-like being. So, I mean, it's it's wearing a breastplate, but it's it's uh, debatable whether it's actually a physical metal bre breastplate. Well, what was your plan? Heat metal. That was what yeah. I had. You can give it a try. I don't want to waste it on there, but I'm dumb. Heat metal, fourth level spell slot. Okay, Boom. what does that do? That means his breastplate is going to heat up for 48 damage, no save, unless he can take it off, which takes like a minute. So um, the concentration is going to drop on 
hypnotizing that other guy, but oh well. And I'm going to sit there and toast Knight. Okay. So he takes 48 points this round or every round? And and then 48 now, and then every round I can use my bonus action and do another 48 damage on him. He's saying 4d8, not 48. (laughs) Yeah. So do I roll damage? Let's see what they do now. That's only 14 plus... Four, so 18 points of damage this round. 18 points? Yeah. Okay. And for my bonus action, I give Hessian an inspiration die, D8. Thank you, sir. Okay. You're awesome. Yes, I am. Go Badgers. And you're the one all the way back there, huh? And actually, my bad. I had to move 20 feet up to be in range. Okay. Very good. And then it is the knight's turn, and he doesn't like the turn of events that's going on. So he um, raises his hand and says, Come to me, my faithful followers. They're already there. And S.H.I.E.L.D. is awake now. And what are these delightful little creatures? They're meanies. Do they look like zombies? And four more of the spectral men-at-arms that were accompanying him appear... Um, three of them halfway between you and him, and then the other one there right in front of Heskin. And uh, clearly you are now all outnumbered, and uh, we hate to break uh, combat in the middle, uh, but... No, we don't. That's uh, what we're going to have to do this time, so that's where we're going to stop today. Go Badgers! Dungeon Master's Notes. Okay, well, it seems like the poison out on the town has turned into quite a fracas. And uh, they've gone from perhaps being on top of this fight to all of a sudden them uh, having reinforcements set upon them. So are they going to be able to pull this one out? Well, we'll just have to wait for the next episode to find out. Until then... Rate us and subscribe wherever you get your podcast so you don't miss an episode. Email us at relicofthepastpodcast at gmail.com with questions or comments. Follow us at Relic of the Past and Relic of the Past Podcast on your social media feeds. And thank you for playing in the world that lives inside my head.